and I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. agree about Rings of Power. They that should not be a thing. I don't mind this. This is not bad. I, I, people are freaking out, and honestly, I don't think he looks that bad. His voice isn't that bad. I think well, he has too much hair, and I don't like his voice. He, yes, he's got too much uh, okay. hair, but I think people are putting this under a microscope they because are. it's Lord of the Rings. It is. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't speak into it because I'm not a big gamer. But yes. Like what you were saying, this does not enhance the original art. It's worse. Movies should be around two hours. 90, the occasional 90 three. minutes for kids, two hours for action, and then the three minutes for the creative. Chris Nolan yeah. and Matt Reeves and Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, they, they get the three get hours. They can do three hour movies. Sean Connery was a dog. Connery has such a unique charm to him. You want to ki- kiss him right now. <laughs> I can't take it. Welcome back to the Wacky Wonderful Wiseworks podcast. All you guys, gals, geeks, and goofballs, aren't you the best? Everybody watching. Oh, I thought you were talking about white specifically. You'll simply be the best. He looked over at me. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I thought that too. No, the the viewers, the people that that show up, they do be showing up. Show up for and us then each and every Monday. You know who's not the best? Who? It's the people that click off the bit of video right now. Nah. Right. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> that's guys. true. That's a good. That's a good way to. You know what? Yeah. Stick around and you're the best. That's actually really good because once you're 30, 30 seconds in, how for podcasting? Mm. How many people are clicking off? Mm-hmm. Quite a few. Oh, I know. I do. I think. I think. <laughs> look if i'm being honest uh you click on a video you're listening and if like for some reason if you're not vibing with the hosts or the conversation yeah. or simply you get interested in something else off you know my you know what mine is mm-hmm. they usually need to have a multi-camera setup because oh. I, I i like cuts i like to see effort in my mm. podcast my video podcast if i don't see that we see one camera and it's far away. It, There's zero yeah, effort. It's really like our far pre-show. Away. Like if I see that effort, mm-hmm. like we do for our pre-show on Patreon, then I click off. Yeah. But if I see good quality effort, I will listen probably 30 minutes. If I am not vibing with your personality mm-hmm. after 30 minutes, I will cut off. Wow, he's committing. 30 minutes. He's committing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a loyal podcast listener. Yeah, you're committing to a lot. And uh, and and when I say vibing with personality, it means I can't find you annoying. That's it. If you're annoying, wow. yeah, yeah. That's so it. I I would agree. I <clears throat> if they're not annoying, I'm typically going to be enjoying the conversation. Yeah. Um. But sometimes, but it, and it especially helps if at least one person is really, I don't know, doing something. I yeah. I've come uh and realized that. <laughs> don't I have realized that I don't like I don't enjoy nonsense podcasts mm. of just yeah, non-topical non-topical uh, my inner eye rolls when yeah people just say conversational based stuff now I do enjoy some culture. non-topical <laughs> based podcasts but it has to be an interesting guest of they're talking right. about specific mm-hmm. not well, specific you're topics, talking about but the like, specialty of the guest yes right yeah and not not just nothing. So Joe Rogan's his podcast is based on the specialty 
yes. of the guest yeah. he's talking but to. But I I don't listen to every one of his episodes because some of them not are not all the guests are good. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, sometimes um, it's not enjoyable to me. And sometimes it's cringy to just watch Joe sit there and try to make conversation with someone who's impossible <laughs> to make conversation with. I I will say I remember when we first started. Maybe not when we first. It was pretty early on, mm-hmm. on on the midnight special. Mostly, um, fairly often, you would be like, "What kind of podcast you guys listening to <laughs> these days?" Yeah, yeah. yeah, what are you listening to? Then nothing. Now, mm. now I think I listen to more pie. Diving I, in. Now I consistently listen to. Why do you give me that voice? Like it's a crazy question to ask. Uh, no, it, it, that's just how it sounded then. <laughs> you just <laughs> <laughs> I listen to at least three, some maybe four podcasts regularly. Awesome, that's healthy. Mm. It's a healthy number. How about you, Joshua? Um, all kinds of podcasts. None of them. You, Mostly comedian-based podcasts. Usually they say. don't exceed like an hour. I just listened to a three-hour Alex Ferrari podcast. Mm. If you don't know who that is, indie film hustle. You knew this. The Diary of a CEO. No, I, I, uh, I've been getting, I've been dipping my toes into this podcast. That's this is like the one not comedy, camera, dude. Comedy based. They don't know they can see the Diary of a CEO. You saw that. They have okay. decent guests. They just get there. really disgustingly rich people to talk about how they no, got their riches. No, no. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like that, but no. That's not, that's that's the, they have all kinds that's of the niche, on. my dude. They have There's all a kinds lot of people. people. Oh, I heard that on YouTube. Guess what? The three. Three topics that will certainly get you major growth for niche picks as a YouTube channel. Money. Money. Relationships. And comedy. Not comedy. Ah. Can you guess? Sports. No. No, You're you're getting too too niche. Mm. Oh. Wait, you kind of were niche though. With no, money, yeah, money, movies, money is maybe, broad. Maybe entertainment movies. Mm, no, 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 I would say Stuff people no, like. no. Um, basic How interests? to? It's it's business. Uh, so uh, business and that that like how to grow on YouTube falls into that niche, yeah, right? Yeah. So business, uh, money, and relationships are the three biggest ways to grow your YouTube channel is to be in one of those niches. Yeah. Well, if you get like four dudes sitting around being like, I need a high value woman, <laughs> right? For some reason, those grow like crazy. Yeah. And because, Ugh. but that's, that's the, that's the Andrew Tate. That's the Andrew Tate model. Yeah, model. Yeah. It, you say outrageous stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it, I, here's, here's a niche that I think is going to be blowing up. And after about 10 years is going to be probably top five niches is religion. I think if you yeah, run any yeah. kind of religion channel, doesn't matter what you believe, if you're Jewish, if you're Muslim, if you're Christian, if you're Catholic or whatever, it's Mormon. I think if you run a religion channel that's based around learning, that's based around reaction, that's based around commentary from the perspective of someone who knows the religion well, yeah, you're going to be really big over the next 10 years on YouTube. This, this is interesting because I, I was actually listening to this morning when I was setting up the stuff for this stuff, I was listening to a podcast with Elon Musk talking about Twitter. Um, and he was talking about the algorithm and how they've adjusted the algorithm of Twitter now to on your For You page. They don't show you a lot of... So most algorithm is stuff you want to see. Like they learn what you want to see and then they, they do that. Um, Twitter has adjusted their algorithm to 
more interactional based content. So like if you argue with somebody that you don't agree with, you're st- you're going to get them more mm-hmm. because he said mm-hmm. some cuz he they realized that some people they just want to argue. So they're going to they're going to show them stuff that they know they aren't going to agree right, with right. so that they can argue. And I with would it. agree with that. I've yeah. seen I've seen a lot more interactions on Twitter these days. Yeah. Uh and I don't know if uh, you guys have heard about the and, and I don't want to get like really political or mm, anything. Go. The Daily Wires thing on Twitter. Yep, I heard it. Have I heard it this morning. On? Heard about it this morning. That's crazy. Elon must be slipping. Be what slipping. Did, what did Elon Musk be slipping? What do you mean? He well, it's not, I don't think it's Elon be Musk that be catching all this stuff. He's just the no. Seat. He 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 fired the the person in charge of fired. Yeah, the person who was who went against what, what he was saying and still suppressed it. Yeah. What what happened to okay, Daily so Wire? Daily Wire was going to, for the one-year anniversary for What is a Woman, they were going to release it for 24 hours for free on their Twitter page because Twitter is supposed to be a free speech platform now. Okay. Right? And uh, they were trying to make a deal for with Twitter directly because mm-hmm. it's going to be a really big event, <clears throat> right? Because What is a Woman was a big phenomenon. If it's free, tons of people are going to watch it. Twitter responded and said, uh, we do not allow this content because the father of a transgender person in the video uh misgenders their kid well the when they posted it up on twitter at the bottom it said this is like violent content it can only be shared Uh, directly with somebody else so if you find the video you can't you can't share it to your public page you can't like it Mm -hmm. you but you can still watch it you can still watch it yeah okay but you couldn't really have a conversation about it which is what twitter is about right and also it can't be shared around like daily wire wants this to be a phenomenon so people that wanted to watch it for free will share it to their twitter and hundreds and millions of people Mm -hmm. will find that video because tons of people that wanted to watch for free are sharing it in this 24-hour period. Yeah. So the person in charge of that kind of stuff um, was let go. I didn't hear about this. And then the video was made public so everybody could see it, and Elon Musk pinned it on his page and commented every parent should watch this. Okay. Oh, so he's not so be he's, slipping. He's, he's not he slipping. fixed no. the issue. He the was slipping for a I second. Heard. People people were talking about, it's like, come on, Elon, you got to fix this. And he did. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, so and what he did, like, well, the, the, why it looked like he was slipping was because they Twitter responded and said no, and then he responded to Daily Wire and said, yes, you're definitely allowed to do this. I personally do not choose to misgender people. I call them by what they want, but you should have the right to play this video. It's it's part of free speech. Then they went ahead and posted it, and it was still blocked. Like mm-hmm. it was still doing that. That's why I thought it was slipping because Elon yeah. promised something, and it wasn't being delivered. And oh. I, I can imagine why because there were a lot of tweets that were like new Twitter, yeah. same as the old Twitter. Um, so if Elon got involved and was he, like – he did. He made sure well, it was posted. Yeah. He pinned the tweet and he commented, "Every parent should watch this." That's which good. Is, that's that's so he's not slipping move. anymore. No. He was just well, slow on the trigger. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not slow as the trigger. He can't be running all of Twitter. He has people that run but Twitter for him. With and Daily Wire, you can get a little personally involved. Daily Wire's right. not no. the big guy on the totem pole. Uh, when it comes politically, yeah, they're they a bit. They're a they're a big company, yes. But think of all the companies on, in the world on Twitter. They're huge. Yeah, all, but in the world though, yeah, uh, people but, uh, on, that are in on the Twitter, world, they're not as vocal or. Uh, 
Daily Wire is posting stuff like directly to Twitter, almost using yeah, it like Elon their Musk YouTube. Elon Musk isn't going to be specifically following yeah, he Daily Wire. He, he clearly is. He is now, yes. But I'm but saying the reason you're right. why it didn't, the, the person he didn't who, catch it at first. The person who was supposed to get make yeah. sure that that was posted failed. Yes. Well, they um, just stuck what was to her their name? guns. Irwin? Something Irwin? I don't know. Carla Irwin or something like this. that? Mm. Um, and, and she's been a problem for a while. Yeah. And everybody knew she was a problem. So she basically, and, the CEO said, we're allowing this. Stop saying no to the Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to say no anyway. Because she wants to uh, <laughs> she wants to make a martyr of herself. Right. I just thought this was a in- very interesting thing that was happening on Twitter the last couple. I swear, if, there, last 24 hours. if there's like a movement that says like, that that's like, I, I don't know. Carla, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. was unjustly treated. No, I. Uh, she's been doing this kind of stuff for a while, just like blocking out yeah. what people want to say. And whether oh, you, but people whether of that you ideology ag- love it. Whether you agree or disagree with some what somebody is saying on Twitter, um, unless they're <clears> showing like you know extremely graphic content or um, really, I, I you really have to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, because Twitter to, allows nudity. Yeah, yeah you should you should be able to you should be able to you know say what you want. Yeah, you should say. Yeah, free speech platform should mean you shouldn't free necessarily speech. show what you want. Right. Well, but you should it, be able to they, say but what they you do. Want. You can show mm-hmm. anything on Twitter, basically. You can't show murders. I've seen people murdered. On Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. Well, it also was like that in the old days at YouTube until they were like, no more murders on YouTube. Yeah. Now, it's almost always accompanied with a, this is graphic content, and you choose to click the button. Right. So that, it's, get a warning right. at least. Man, I don't know. I'm glad that Elon Musk, I didn't hear about that. I didn't mm-hmm. know that he retweeted. I didn't know that the person that was causing it, yeah. the problem. I'm glad he fixed it. But it did seem like he was slipping for a minute because yeah. he's like, I mean, he's there's a lot they're working on. They're also working on some features now. I'm not big on Twitter. I'm just I I watched his podcast because I was interested. Um, they're also talking about like I guess like YouTube's copyright strike stuff and like what not really copyright strike, but like getting getting your stuff. You get a warning about your stuff and, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff for Twitter. They were talking about that. <clears throat> yeah, you know, know, we haven't got any copyrights on youtube i mean we, we get copyrights we haven't got any strikes yeah which i think is a good sign and i don't know if it's because no one's paying attention to us we're also not like on twitter a lot oh i'm not saying i'm saying oh, oh i thought you were talking about we, we, we don't screw with twitter <laughs> i was right like yeah, we're not on twitter so we we're not receiving <laughs> like a ton of now if we i think if we were we would probably get a lot more people I think if we were really active on Twitter, we would get a lot more people. I'm we would surprised also... people didn't didn't like report our one video about Disney. There's yeah. so many angry people. People are still angry. Mm. It's Good. fine. I'm glad. It's fine. You say you're glad, and I'm I'm okay with people I'm, being I'm, angry. I want people. I'm being just angry. so incredibly surprised how many Disney apologists are out there fussing at us for getting critical mm-hmm. of Disney's work and then calling us babies and just accept it. As right. grown men, you shouldn't be. And it's like well, you're a grown person hating on the like can't hear the fact that we're criticizing Disney, right? Because you're delicate ears, you can't. We're, the, we're saying we're saying Disney this doesn't look super great, and they're like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't do better. You can't, you're. It's like, well, look at these adults. If I had the amount of team, they say on their computer, I had if I had the the artists, the team, the resources that they had on this film, mm. 
I feel like I might. You could, yeah. do, you could, you could do much more because the they spent two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. They're not making all of that money back. Mm-mm. Um. You could do. Uh, you could make. You could probably make four films with two hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, I could make. I could make a grand total of twenty-five films with that <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> twenty-five decent, well-told mm-hmm. films. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is what it is. People online are crazy. I am looking forward to where we we did get a couple good responses from that video. So the the process of YouTube is like. Is is say things that you really believe, mm-hmm. like in, in relation to Disney. You get a lot of hate for it, but people in the background that filter in are the people that agree with you. Yeah, and they come in behind all of that hate, and they're the ones that stick with you. Yeah, you know and what I mean? you know, I don't want to go from, um, you know, hate, hating to hate, but uh, something people have been hating on, justifiably, mm-hmm. uh, is the Gollum game, right? <laughs> good grief that's a pretty wild face it that looks of... like mid-transition oh my gosh <laughs> i got something very uh hateful to say and i'm prefacing that uh, hateful do we need to block this go say it if, is it about a specific person yeah okay then then no I, mean, I, 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 would I was gonna say, say this it. this guy looks like somebody specifically but yeah yeah I'm we all know who not. you're talking about um meaning <laughs> the so so i don't know not how much of, but i don't know how much of this game that you guys have seen uh just what you've told just me. what i've showed you sure. if you want to pull up a video of maybe some gameplay right right, right. maybe some audio so that so explain the scenario for people that aren't gamers this game has been it's a golem ta- game. it's a golem game yeah it's been talked about for Lord of the Rings. quite a while now so like years There's i would say a review right there I'm not doing a review. You want to hear dialogue is what you want to hear. Um, and the people have been actually looking forward to this because it was a lot of people saying, oh, it's like a stealth game, um, you know, kind of running around yeah. the darker parts of Middle Earth. Which is a really cool concept. Which is a cool concept. <clears throat> I, I, that, that's really hey, – hey, oh, hey, oh, goodness, forward. goodness. That's really attractive to me to play yeah. Gollum as a character and, and explore Middle Earth from that perspective. The issue was execution. <clears throat> okay. The game itself, gameplay wise, is glitchy. Is there not <coughs> like dialogue? Oh, here we go. No darkness they see. Ew. It's not even close. It, it's and that's Gollum. But when he goes into Smeagol. Look garbled. No flurry they feel. No breath. No cheer. Death. Not to fear. No, I don't mind like it. this. It's not like this in game. Okay, that's enough. You're, I don't know if this will. So get us this is Go- Gollum. I, I would say the Gollum side of the con- conversation is much more uh, close to the films. Okay. Whereas Gollum's uh, Smeagol's voice. It's like this. He's like <laughs> a little tiny Tim boy. <laughs> little British boy. Yeah. Uh, and and what you're seeing here of him climbing, that's the entire game. This. Just moving around. Just climbing. What it what is what it is feels the like goal? Assassin's Finding Creed the ring? No, you're you're in you're trapped in Barador. And you gotta get out? Yeah, and you gotta get out. And I think there's a scene where you lead somebody to Shelob. Um too much hair. And and throughout I think Gandalf uh, every once in a while chimes in because 
you're trapped by elves at the beginning of the game, and Gandalf comes in and he wants to know what happened. Right. Um, and so you're kind of recounting the events of what happened. Yeah. Um, and every once in a while, you'll hear Gandalf chime in and be like, and 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 eventually he like explains the story of him and uh, Deagle. But why I think this is important and why I'm bringing this up is because this is um, another adaptation. Okay, hold on, because uh, I have something to say about this. I I have not played the game. Yes, so but of what I'm seeing here, and I know what you're about to say. You're about to say compare something about uh, Amazon's, and I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. agree about Rings of Power. They that should not be a thing. I don't mind this. This is not bad. I, I, people are freaking out and. Honestly, I don't think he looks that bad. His voice isn't that bad. I think well, he has too much hair, and I don't like his voice. He has. He's got too much okay. hair. But I think people are putting this under a microscope they because are. it's Lord of the Rings. It is, and and that's important. And, and you're right. Gollum himself isn't. Terrible. He moves right. No, he's he not moves I mean, correctly. I I actually the think this is really is, cool. The problem is the gameplay is bad. It's boring. So there's just not boring a lot of excitement. Hold on. The orcs are not cool. They, uh, the the gameplay mechanics are bad. The representation of Middle Earth in this game sucks. It's not okay. cool. It's not it's, parts of it are interesting, but it feels like there wasn't any effort put in. Right. Yeah. And going so far as the the developers apologized for the game. Did, so what 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 did they say exactly? Is it an article, or do you have? Look, it? I mean, this looks. This is not what a. Tri- so that's this, an orc. People paid seventy dollars for this game. This is not what a AAA title looks mm. like. It does look a little clunky. This looks like a PS2 game. It looks a little so? clunky. No, no, seventy dollars should get you a full, well rendered game on modern computers and piece and and playstations and Xboxes. This isn't what a game should look like. Come on, are we gonna move? I don't know. I, know. I don't think look, it's that bad. I, but you don't play games. You don't watch games yeah. that are played. This is bad. Okay, so and and it's not nec- there's not like everything bad, but gameplay wise, dialogue wise, it's just it seems like to me another bad interpretation, uh, another failure, another failure. Not necessarily like a, a, it's it's just a, <laughs> he an funny overall with the cut. terrible thing, but another. Uh, Lord of the Rings failure is what this is. Right, right. And that's so, unfortunate. It is because Lord of the Rings has gotten hit so many times of, as of late. Mm-hmm. So if people are unhappy, if the fandom's unhappy, and if people are aware that they're unhappy to their apologizing for this game, um, sure. If, if they're doing wild stuff to Middle Earth, I have a problem. Um, I would say mild issues with the voice. I don't like the hair. Mm-hmm. If the characters just look like bad as far as well, that that looks very clunky. It, it's not necessarily lore. The lore isn't necessarily the bad part. Look at how it's bad that looks. It's the failure of the game to be interesting, to be playable. There's a a, a a whole slew of glitches that happen throughout the game. Right, being uh, just boring. Yes. Yeah, so and, and and on top of that, the voice acting isn't super great, and it just feels. I think a lot of fans are like. We waited a long time. We waited a long time for this. We just came off of Rings of Power. 
we're this is we're having an issue with Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we we exactly. we were critical of Peter Jackson's The Hobbit, right? It which is a lot like, better than all of this. It feels so like why do they? We're in a, 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 an almost you know the the Star Wars phase, right? Where it's like we start seeing terrible thing after terrible thing coming from an IP that we love. Right? Yeah, same with Avengers you and know. Avengers and uh, Star Trek, and and I don't want this to be a precursor to more terrible stuff. Yeah, and you're right. I think I think across the board, we just need to stop. All right, we're going to see what happens because mm-hmm. what what's coming after this, okay? What's coming after this is Warner Brothers are making more movies, mm-hmm. which we can potentially have hope in and at the same time be very nervous about because if they're making more movies to kind of craft – more of the lore according Mm -hmm. to the books because Warner Brothers does have those rights according to book one, two, and three in The Hobbit Mm -hmm. for Lord of the Rings. Uh, They can make stuff more accurate and if they choose not to, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a big problem. Um, And it's unfortunate that everything's happening all at once. It seems like an incredible cash grab that everybody hates with this Lord of the Rings mania mm-hmm. and al- almost all the articles you're seeing about it, it's people that aren't fans praising it and controversy around the work. And yeah. it, it's just like, when when are we just going to see something that's accurate to the books, accurate to the story, accurate to Middle Earth, and then everybody loves it because Peter Jackson gave it to us. Yeah. And I don't know why it's so freaking hard. We may not be able to get book. that again. Yeah, I don't know. We can. All you I have mean, to clearly do is get they a director, adapt a producer, a, an and an interesting-looking golem. He looks like a little guy. It, the problem is the people that have the rights to specific parts of these are not necessarily trustworthy. Yeah. The ones that had all the money bought rights. Yeah. And now they own the rights and are not trustworthy with the IP. What needs to happen is they just need a producer, a director, and a writer that has a vision for Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or something and go to someone who has who has the rights, the ownership, and say, don't give us $200 million. Mm-hmm. Give us 50, and we're going to do our best to knock the socks off. So they get greenlit, for one, because it's a cheap project, but they're true fans and true, truly passionate about making something incredible. Yeah. So the executives stay out of it, and it's only the vision. It's mm-hmm. like an indie project. And you have to make it work. And you have to make it work. Yeah. But you, if the writer, the producer, effort. and the director are real fans mm-hmm. and are determined to stay loyal to the books and keep it low budget so no one's paying attention to them until the thing's out, then we'll see a successful project. And you know what's yeah. funny? Um, uh, I was watching Djibouti, and he just came off of playing this game like mm-hmm. all the way through. And then another ca- game came out where you can customize your character. He's like, we're going to make Gollum. <laughs> and so he pulled up two pictures, this one and the one from the movie. Right. And he made a better looking adaptation of Gollum mm-hmm. than this. It, it wasn't quite this and it wasn't quite the movie. Right. But it was really, it looked really good. Uh, let's see. I didn't write Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Images. Do we have a side-by-side game and movie? It should be out already, a side-by-side. Uh, there's definitely one out there, but you typed in, like, the most roundabout way to get that. Yeah, I mean, that's it right there. Where? I mean, that was the, from the game. Click on one of these. Okay, probably... so we got... Why? This guy I'm trying so to find a good... Decisive. Maybe you should zoom in. Maybe that would help you that's to... That's not... 
That's not it. No. So this is from the game. That's closer. <laughs> that's the game. That's yeah. the game. Um, that's the game. And well, we know what going. That's the movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. They made his hair too thick. And, and his eyes are too beady. Yeah. There's not. There's not expression here. Mm-hmm. There's. It's almost just like. And he's got like a little, almost like a little, like maw. Yeah. His his mouth. He doesn't pokes look out. bad to me. He I just th- looks his like, hair looks a little funny, but I have no problem. Uh, he doesn't with him. look terrible. Uh, he's he's definitely a cre- creepy little dude, but he doesn't look, I think, as bad as Gollum should. Gollum should definitely be a little bit more, I don't know, rough around the edges. He just right. looks like a dirty the, the, little hobbit. The a, game a malnourished. That's what he is. Yeah, though. but the he's game also, Gollum should have looked like this. Yeah, that's that's and this is probably fan made as a concept for the golem for the game but that's not what they went with mm-hmm. that's what he should have looked like i mean you know this golem from the movies doesn't just look like a hobbit you know mm-hmm. he looks like another a different creature he looks he mm-hmm. looks like he's like he is 900 years old yeah. or something like there's that. there's a shadow in there like a shadow of something that was a hobbit right right but right. the game kind of just looks like a little hobbit guy <laughs> yeah, with that just looks real sleepy and malnutritioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's got a little like mouth that sticks out. <laughs> Listen, so I mean, you're a gamer. Mm. I'm more than I am. I'm not a gamer at all. Mm. I do enjoy gameplay. Uh, you're not a gamer. Mm. We're we're not gamers here. We can't. I'm. I mean, you can kind of speak into the quality of something. Um, but when it comes, I mean, we always talk about loyalty to the lore, and it's just, it's just uh, we're not a, seeing that. I, I, let's apply this mm-hmm. to what Wizards of the Coast said. Okay. Which was that every uh, interpretation enhances the original art. Do you think this interpretation Enhance. enhances the original Lord of the Rings? No, I think it's a bit of a dumber version. Yeah. We've had... We've had video games on Lord of the Rings before. Yeah. Why are we doing it again? That's the only question I'm well, thinking of. Well, I mean, the idea the idea is interesting. It's like you play, you can play as Gollum, and and people do enjoy stealth games, Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, it's a really great concept. That other one, people enjoy sneaking around and doing like it could have been really cool, but there weren't enough mechanics. It was just climbing yeah. and sometimes sneaking under something. Do you jump mostly... on people and like attack them? Who, Occasionally who, can throw Who actually people. did this game? Do you know? I don't know. It's a, it is a it is a smaller studio. Uh, the studio that did um, Assassin's Creed should have taken this over. Yeah. I think they could have done something with it that would have been a little maybe but better. But I, definitely, I wouldn't say Assassin's Creed because they they get political. With their stuff. What? Who doesn't? Yeah. If you're doing this, you shouldn't. Well, I'm no. saying which studio, which which game uh, oh. game manufacturing company uh, doesn't is not political. I, the a lot of the Japanese ones <laughs> <laughs> mostly. So you, so you think if if the Japanese like did a game for the, like Gollum, it probably would it, it would pro- out great. it, it would have turned out really good. <laughs> All right, then why don't we do that next time? Get the time. Japanese. They're like. They what would, studios the are Japanese would read all the lore and be like, okay, so let's just make this little guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just yeah. do it just like this. Yeah, that's what we want. So the Japanese need to get involved more. No, they're already No, in doing involved. some of this? I mean, doing games for Tolkien, Tolkien stories? 
I don't know. I I personally, I would rather see new stuff made than old stuff. Redone. Yeah, I would too. We have Lord of the Rings. Do we need more Lord of the Rings? Uh, we we well. There's. I think it's fun <laughs> to play with concepts. I just hate it, it when once it's ruined. You know. Yeah. And so if this, if everyone's bored or upset with this, then it was a whole lot of effort for a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. And um. And so it's a fun concept. Stealth games with badly, Gollum. Badly executed. You just have to have there, – there's a whole lot of things you need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't – I can't speak into it because I'm not a big gamer. But, yes, like what you were saying, this does not enhance the original art. It's worse. Lego Lord of the Rings does stealth better than this. <laughs> if we Where saw you this, and Sam and Smeagol uh, travel through the marshes right. and up, up the volcano and everything. Yeah. And it's fun. Lego, and it's enjoyable. Lego games were – so if we saw this before we saw any Lord of the Rings content or movies or anything, this would be awesome. This actually would probably be. Oh but my gosh. then Lord of the Rings, the movies, of Peter Jackson films would be an enhancement of this. Yeah, but it yes. doesn't go the other way around. Mm-hmm. You can't do something incredible and then do something like this that's dumber, does not enhance the original art, and then say it's supposed to. But we, you know? we there is this weird thing of people get nostalgic. Like the yeah. terrible Dune movie came out and people are nostalgic. And so when the new Dune movie came out, people are like, it's, I don't know. I still like the old one better. It's like, why? It's why? clearly mm-hmm. not as good of a film. Yeah. The, this new one actually is the book mm-hmm. that you really loved and enjoyed. Why would you, what's wrong with you? They like the Harkonnen having this weird spiky red hair. I don't And they, I guess they like Sting. Yeah. They like out of the, comes out of the the steam. They all. like those wide, boring, long shots Dude. where action takes place, but it all looks fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they like that. They like uh, they 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 like the weirding way. Be like these machines that channel your shout. Mm-hmm. It's it's like sonic machines. It's dumb. I, <laughs> and I what what wasn't the, like the shielding boxy? Yeah, oh yeah. The shielding. Now that was that was actually really cool for the time. I like well for the time, but the new one's obviously superior. And you know, Patrick Stewart was in it. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Stewart. How how would you do his voice? So Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's thank uh, Cynthia. Cynthia. That's. So I (laughs) hold on. I start typing in. No, no, no. no. An argument about. No, no, no. I typed in the whole word. I know I typed in the whole word, and then I'll tell you what happened. I went to hit escape and probably hit delete, and it <laughs> deleted the All end. right, so this is supposed to say Cynthia. I should fix it. No, leave it. Okay, fine. Uh, no, you can fix it. No, we're leaving it. Okay. So thank you, Cynthia, uh, <laughs> uh, for being a Patreon <laughs> supporter. Um, a Patreon supporter uh, means a lot to us, mm. and and although we have few, Mm-hmm. And although we, we create good content for them, them patrons, supporters, the Patreon supporters. Oh, speaking of, we uh, we appreciate all of them every, uh, you know, very, very. And much. we might misspell your name, but we do appreciate. Well, we're still you. gonna shout mm-hmm. you out. Yeah, uh, we'd be shouting, and you know, we'd be for shouting. You. So like, just by just because Joe's, Joe's if you want to be, if you want to be a Patreon supporter, you want to join our Patreon. Just go to the link in the description. There's you get podcasts a week early. You get uh, exclusive clips. You get exclusive videos. I think we just came out with one. Yep. Where we talked about details around the chosen. Mm-hmm. With you know one of the big actors who plays Philip has left the project. Yep. Talked a little bit about that as well as the whole controversy around if they are if they're gay if they're 
Are they? If they're affirming, is you know, the, if is is the all of the chosen is the chosen, chosen gay. gay? Uh, so we we talked about that, but that's all on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. So you got to go over there to watch that. So just go to the link in the description, find mm-hmm. the tier that best suits your content needs, and enjoy it and have fun with us over there. Thank you, yeah. Cynthia, for being a Patreon supporter. I did want to say one thing. This is transition. Do you realize it? He does it every he time. He does every... What's your one thing that happens every week? So basically, it's a one thing a week thing? I, right, don't, have as much, <laughs> I don't have as much of an issue with the uh, the one thing as much as you you transition super fast. Yeah. You give What's like no downtime. Here, hold on. I'll show you. What, do you think you people want to beat? Hold on, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Let me do it for you. Go. And uh, that's it. Thank you, patrons. Here's this one thing. <laughs> But do you think you, do, you just go super fast? If you're audio listening, you, a, do you think people want to beat? Take a moment. Okay, no, wait, no. People clearly don't want to beat. That's the whole point. No, you do want to beat. You want to. Thank you, patrons. Here's this thing. No, that's boring. That puts me to sleep. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that makes me click off of a podcast. Well, I think there's there's a there's a subtle there's a subtleness to what Wyatt's doing that. I see where you're going with it. It's not quite there either. Not quite though. there. It's not but, quite there either. You know. But yes, I see where you're like, going. Transitions need to be, they need to be subtle. And are we good at it? No, we're not subtle None at all. None of us. I'm pretty okay at transitioning. No, no. Hmm. You, you're too. You get into it super quick. You, you need it. There, there does need to be a pause, <laughs> like a beat. Like, what's your something. one thing though? Um, I just wanted to say, have you guys heard? I, I did a video on Wes Anderson, right? Mm. And I didn't realize I knew his stuff is complex. <laughs> but once you once you get into the world of Wes Anderson, you realize from start to finish everything's complex. It's not just what he's showing on camera. Yeah. It's not just what kind of frame he uses. It's not just, you know, what's being said. It's even mm. down to the microscopic details. Like how many frames are being used in the edit. How yeah. many frames? Yeah. People who don't know what's twenty four frames in one second. So yes. if you're a couple frames off, it is pretty much unnoticeable he's probably like not i don't ocd is not the word i don't think i'm looking for but in that vein mm. you know right maybe a little bit but like he does he matches so much i was telling wyatt this the other day but i don't think you heard mm. so like in an edit he will he tries to create rhythm to the movement so he would do like 165 frames for this shot the next shot 165 frames the next shot 165 frames the next shot 165 frames and then someone picks up a picks up an item and then 165 frames and then it cuts to the next shot so he is creating rhythm with just the framing count Gosh. And exactly. the way and the you know p- the way people move on their marks and yes. you'll you'll notice he the wants way a things, rhythm and okay. then he things puts a time up it. things time up with <clears throat> music right when words appear it's like bum 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 you yeah know, you'll notice but he Wait, actually okay. times his music according to the edit not the Maybe. other way around I'm I'm going to step back and kind of argue with this a little bit because I'm curious because this is an interesting thought <clears throat> I think something I've always said in in uh art and people human interaction is mm-hmm. very sporadic and that's what makes us humans we're not like um uh chat gbt that's why his stuff that stuff isn't good because it can't predict random human emotion and if he's doing these sporadic uh like rhythmic things mm-hmm. is it taking away from those human interactions of emotion no 
No, because emotional beats. No, no, no. Because we are what what is happening is we're familiar with how people interact, mm-hmm. which is sporadic and chaotic. And what he's doing is telling a story, uh, the that same story of sporadic human interaction, um, on beat, on in frame, in in a box. And he, re- I feel like he recognizes that th- there are things you can't predict. There's things that you can't quantify, and even if you place it in this box or in this rhythm or whatever, it's always going to be different. Mm-hmm. And and how we, how he does the rhythm is different. So there was uh, – what's that animated one or the stop motion one that he did? Fantastic well, Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox, yes. Fox. So there was a scene that – when I was watching the Studio Binders video of this, they do a great analysis. There's dogs that are coming up to growl at each other, mm-hmm. and so – Dogs move. This group moves. Are you thinking this group moves? Are you thinking Isle of Dogs? Yeah, yeah I'm thinking Isle of yeah. Dogs. You then are. this group moves, and then this group moves, and this group moves, and this. So it's on beat. Also, um, way the way he edits people's talking to each other. It's almost like if you create a tempo, it's like character says something. This wow. character says this, something. This is interesting. Character says something. This character is, says something. Like it's not. It's not like doesn't move the way we talk. You know? So this is this is actually something. This is also interesting because, yeah, we have conversations that are random and sporadic, and there's moments in conversations with normal humans that are pauses of thinking, mm-hmm. pauses of. Sometimes we use a filler word, which is not good. Uh, like right, right. things like that. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. But uh, it. But as humans, we also we use. We love music that has a beat that's, you know, that's has a beat of a to uh, mm-hmm. like three, four timing of mm-hmm. music. Do you think so? What you're saying is Wes Anderson is ultimately making a bunch of musicals. What I'm saying is no one can make a Wes Anderson film except for Wes Anderson. No, no, they they, can, they can't. They they can't make that. Even these AI generated stuff. Interesting. Now, now that I look at the AI generated stuff, even their framing is off. Because when when I did my video analyzing how he uses the rule of thirds, how yeah. he uses center, horizontal, and vertically, uh, you couldn't. I did predict. that backwards, vertically and horizontal. No one crafts a frame as specific as he does. Yeah, but uh, and even AI. You only were doing, doing a short for it, so it wasn't only like sixty seconds. You couldn't really dive into it, but. Huh? I did a whole video breaking down. Oh, you did doing yeah. the doing uh, the AI generated stuff. Oh no, 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 oh. not AI generated stuff. Just analyzing shots from uh, the new oh, trailer. Oh, well, no, I'm Astro talking City. about AI generated stuff. But what I'm just saying is AI generation or people that are manipulating AI generation still can't edit, craft, and frame the way Wes Anderson will because it will always come up short. Wes Anderson has so much work and so much thought. And so much secrets he has about his process, and no one can duplicate it. But no, I would, yeah, I would agree that it's definitely, um, it definitely sometimes feels like a musical because mm-hmm. a lot of musicals do that same thing where they yeah. move on beat mm-hmm. to uh, a song, yeah, to, to songs, to what, and what they'll do is they musicals will open up with a specific song, and then use that song kind of as the, <coughs> um, kind of as the song that moves along the rest mm-hmm. of the movie and they'll have slower versions of the song they'll have faster versions of the song and background versions of the song right, right. so uh, uh for example um uh, seven brides for seven brothers 
opens up with Adam singing his song. Right. And then the rest of the movie, they use those. Yeah, that. Like in scene transitions. Like underscore. You know, just in the background. It, You know, this is a crazy thought, but wouldn't it be crazy if one of the well-known, um, I guess, guy that makes uh, musicals, when Min, say his, pronounce his name, Minwell Miranda. Lynn Manuel Miranda. That guy. And Wes Anderson made a movie together. What do you think it would look like? It'd be a cool uh, musical. <laughs> It'd be a wild musical. It It'd would be an be interesting musical. Crazy. I don't know if uh, Lynn Manuel has the patience to work with, <laughs> no, <laughs> with no, Wes I, Anderson. And no, I, I, I think he, I think he'd be able to do it. Look, so I, so out of the people that there's a lot of people that work with Wes Anderson's specifically and consistently. Yeah. Um, but his director of photography has got to be the most patient guy ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Robert Yeoman or Bob Yeoman. He has done a lot of crazy stuff. He did the women Ghostbusters. <laughs> he's done Bridesmaid. He does he he's, he does some of some a lot of hated films, mm-hmm. like weird ones, remakes and stuff, and some good ones, and all of Wes Anderson stuff, right? So Bob Yeoman, he has a huge style that he can pull from. He, he does yeah. he does he's not locked in at all, um, but he's locked in when he works with Wes Anderson. He knows what Wes wants. And that's important. And so I think is like I think Wes always. That's why he always uses the same actors. I think he, he knows he pulls. It's what it's what we talked about with familiar. with Chris Nolan last week. It's it's not even just with actors. It's with people that are doing the creative behind the scenes. It's like mm-hmm. I have a very specific vision. If I know this person did it right before, I can trust them to continue doing it right for me. That, especially with Wes Anderson. Yeah, films. and we talked about like. Usually the person who has a small role in this film gets the lead in the next film. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like him saying, let me test him out on this short thing. So if it doesn't quite work out, if they, they're not doing what I want or I can kind of test them to be see if they can get what I want, then we'll put them in the lead. Right. So I know he kind of did a dystopian thing with Isle of Dogs, but I'd like to see a live action, maybe kind of um, bunker dystopian, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like everything is in one area maybe like a really big bunker oh, oh that's like yeah, yeah, like yeah. a building size bunker. right right that way you can move up and down a building mm-hmm. and have multiple different rooms yes that would i think that would be interesting and and knowing him you'd have a lot of like shots from the outside so yeah. it's just dirt it's blackness around yeah. the building and <laughs> yeah. then maybe wasteland up top right right i think he's his specific style would work for because it's rooms it's squares yeah he works in squares and yeah, I, and yeah, I like squirt. I like dystopian stuff, and I think it works. I kind of get what Wes Anderson's doing, but you have to appreciate it because no one else it's is doing it. It's not my thing. I don't like watching his films. Well, you don't like watching his stuff exclusively, and no. he only comes no, out no. with one film. Don't, like every don't four argue years. with what I like and don't like. I don't I, like his stuff. It's not that it's a bad thing that I don't like it. I just don't like it yeah, personally. It's, like, it's a personal if, thing. If you don't like a certain piece of art, yeah, you know, it's a, a, like. You might like the Mona Lisa more than you like uh, Van Gogh stuff. Yeah. Or you might like Van Gogh more than you like Mona Lisa. I think it's the same thing. No, no, no. But if you're an art appreciator, He never said he didn't didn't appreciate what he's doing. Yeah. Well, do you appreciate it? Like, can you find enjoyment out of Wes Anderson? No. That's what I'm saying. Then you're not truly... No, I understand what he's doing, but I don't personally have to find... You don't have to be able to... to You don't have to enjoy something to be able to look at it and say, clearly, the man's doing a lot. 
yeah and putting a lot of effort and creating movies that are fairly yeah. successful do you do you consider what he does art yeah, yeah. okay i mean everything. i never denied i never denied that so you should just say it's not your cup of tea that's basically what I say. Yeah, Is that like, not what I, I don't, No, <laughs> you're basically saying I do not enjoy it. It's, I don't. It's personal preference. It, yes, we were and I about said this it was. The other day. I it's said like, personal preference. I don't I enjoy. What about Bob? Which is hilarious. <laughs> um, I love it. But I enjoyed the other one that we watched. It's oh, personal yeah. preference. Like what was it? Overboard with Kurt Russell. Which those are two crazy films to com- compare with each they, other. Yeah, but yeah, it just happened. We watched. We watched two comedies yeah. fairly close to each other, mm-hmm. um, and I like one more than the other. But that doesn't mean there's not a lot of stuff in What About Bob that's really good right. acting. Wow. You know that that wasn't a segment that but that almost was a segment. It was like a podcast. segment. That right. was the Wes Anderson segment. Yeah. Right, right. So let let's go ahead and move on. I know it's not super. I know that wasn't like a great transition. Well, I was just gonna see if you want to intro this before I switch, but go so. Ahead. Um, Why do you have two posters of the Little Mermaid and the Spider Man across the Spider Verse? This is not what you guys might think. I I don't know I, what I'm might thinking. be. You might be grabbing some stuff from this and thinking, "What oh, is he doing? What did they do on the opening <laughs> weekend? What was their uh, right? What's it's happening?" Not. Um, I want to talk a little bit about black leg films. No, and you might think that oh. <laughs> he said it's not what you think. I said it's not. <laughs> well, what that's you not think. what I was thinking. So I went with the not. But thinking. that's the way it looked like it. It could yeah, yeah. be. Uh, these are two films that just came out that are black lead films. No, this is actually, I want to kind of dive into the question. Why are the run times so long? <laughs> and we've talked about this a little bit outside the podcast, but I want to look, I pulled up an article where they talk about it a little bit, okay. but I kind of want to hear you guys' perspective. Before we go to the article? Um, no, let's go ahead and go to the article. Cause right. these are two movies, the little mermaid and the spider verse. Now, um, the first Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse was um, about 150 minutes. Whoa. Okay. Two hours. Almost, uh, Almost. 150 minutes. This new one is 220. Okay. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. That's a real big jump. And it's a cartoon. Okay. Little Mermaid, which is live action. Original. 215. The original one is 90 minutes. I've not read this article. I don't know what direction you're taking this. It's actually a little less than 90 minutes. But right off the bat, something yeah, that, that is coming to, that's popping in my brain is most movies that are coming out, they are pushing for like theater stuff mm-hmm. of, they want people back in theaters. They're trying yeah. to get people back in and theaters. We're, and we're going to talk about that because that's significant. That's an important the part. Th- first thing I can think of without any direction is maybe they think longer run times will give somebody more bang for their buck of paying the movie ticket mm-hmm. price, maybe? You're hitting on all the stuff. Yeah. So initially, the first thing you're going to think of, why are movies so long nowadays? Well, we've switched from analog to digital. So it's easy. So it's easy. Mm. It's easy to make a really I long mean, movie. I was looking at Oppenheimer, and it's like, oh, yeah, Oppenheimer has how many miles of actual film hundreds of miles that you have to bring <laughs> you have to actually bring yeah yes. right and like a humongous camera and a humongous and camera a yeah. roll that cost 30 grand for mm-hmm. two minutes of right. footage yeah and now this article uh scroll down because they go on forever being like 
long movies have been around <laughs> forever. But yeah. That's not but I, with intermissions. But that's yeah. That's not what get get past all. There's okay, there's so, a specific paragraph, and so I probably should I have done this myself. Keep going. All right. Oh, look, it's um, Robert Pattinson. Robbie Pat. Because that was another long movie. Yeah, but that um, deserved to be long. Kind of sit here for a second. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so the first thing we're, we we know is we've switched from, for the most part, analog to digital. But we've yep. also had a lot of long films in the past couple of years. Uh, Avengers Endgame, I think, was a big was a big one. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the first superhero movies that was like three hours long. And then you got Avatar. And then we got Avatar. Way and we've water. had a lot of and, and Multiverse of Madness and all these movies that are super long. And I, I think people are like, oh, well, I think it's less personally. I think it's less about uh, analog to digital, less about how long to keep people in the movies and more about trends. Okay. People look at these movies that are making a ton of money, Endgame, Chris Nolan movies, um, and they're thinking people want these long movies. Well, that's built on reputation, not built on exactly time. Yeah, <laughs> but we we know how Hollywood works. They look at something, they're like, "Oh my gosh, superheroes are working. Let's do superheroes." I don't think it's much of a stretch to think long run times is what people want. So let's mm-hmm. give it to them. The only issue is. Um, they're not going to be making as much money. You're right. Tickets are higher. And perhaps they're thinking more bang for your buck. But also, um, with a 90-minute movie, you get more screen screenings. Right. You get much more, more money. Screen, and that's how people used to make their money. Um, how, how long was Super Mario Bros? 90 minutes? Yeah. Right around there? Yeah. It was a short movie. What is it? Coming in like fourth highest grossing animated film of all time yeah. scroll it, down because this isn't the paragraph I was looking for okay uh, I think it's right here okay back up uh, right here yeah right around here okay so go ahead and read whichever you're looking at so it says for a while 91 minutes was the ideal length it fit nicely in a two hour block on cable with commercials so that's the other thing it's not running on TV no. we're, we're not running on TV we don't have commercials mm-hmm. yeah what the they, there was a whole thing about this in the when, in the show The Offer about the runtime. What what was their argument in that? That remember there was a whole scene where they were uh, talking about the time and. There's always a runtime issue when it comes to like these these older stuff because of TV related issues. So, you know, uh, Coppola was it Coppola? He's the, he's the author, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who who was the director? Francis Remind Lord me of Coppola. Who was the director? Remind me of his name. I'm blanking on his name. No, no, no. Yeah, it was, it was Coppola. Coppola was the director. Yeah. The director. Yeah. Pozo was the Puzo. Puzo was the was the author. Writer. Yeah. So Coppola was very much fighting for the artistic expression and said that this story deserves a longer script and a longer film. That's why it was longer. But as we saw from the offer, they had to fight hard for that. But go ahead and, and continue what you're well, saying. Well. Uh, John Turtletaub says, you sign it and then you ignore it. Um, he's the director of National Treasure uh, and The Meg. And then studios don't want to pull the contract card because it could be seen as interfering with the creative process. But they prefer shorter films. So we know that the studios want those shorter films because more run times in theaters more and, on, and, and more commercials on cable. 
but we've seen cost we've, less. We've yeah. I think Hollywood has allowed people to be like, well, let's not touch their creative vision. They've got something going on. Taika Waititi's got something going on. So and so's got something. Hold up. There when is... did they never? When have they? When at what point do they decide let's not mess with them or let's mess with them? Like because there's not consistency I think, there. I think that's the problem. That there's not consistency. They're saying if we give them the longer runtime, we can interfere as much as we want, and they still get their creative vision. So we can I, interject. Everything's RPS. not doesn't fit into a mold. Of, no, this film might work better long, mm-hmm. and this one's definitely going to be better short. I but I do think if you were to compare something like. Mario to Oppenheimer. Which one of those would you say Oppenheimer works better? It's a long movie. Yeah. yeah. Oppenheimer. And so the there's always been longer movies. Yes. I mean, going back to Gone with the Wind was a long movie. Gone with the Wind's like yeah, four but hours long. And intermission they, they reference yeah, and they reference Ben Hur. People like longer movies. But it needs to be appropriate for the story. It needs to be appropriate. So, so why did they make Little Mermaid freaking two plus hours? Exactly. That's the question. Little Mermaid and Spider-Verse, I think, are the biggest ones right now that we're looking at. I, I also think um, there the reason why people are talking about this, too, is you there's there's a there's people are losing interest. And I think that's our attention span of us as humans and especially with shorts. Our, our attention span is not there anymore. And think we about can't kids. sit through oh, – when I say we, I just mean loosely the world. Can't sit through a two-and-a-half-hour movie because we weren't – we couldn't do that. Back in the day – Because of bladder size. Yeah, back in the day – We haven't evolved day, with larger bladders. Uh, th- like plays and stuff that had intermissions, they would go two hours, intermission, two hours. Yeah. Like oh, that, that, that's still that's still the the Broadway format. Yeah. I've seen three Broadway shows. It's always two hours intermission, two hours. That's always yeah. Been, and it's then, still like that. And then you're right. Kids as well have really short attention spans. So ninety minutes is great for a kid. But it seems like all of the kids movies are two hours long. Yeah. Two hours and fifty. Two hours and twenty minute on Spider Verse. Okay, so this actually goes to prove. Maybe Spider Verse is going to be enjoyed by more older audiences but and that younger be the audiences. Like, but everyone's always saying the Little Mermaid is for the kids. Mm-hmm. Not if you make it two hours Not long. If you make it two hours, you're making it for people for that have nostalgia around the Little Mermaid. So they're lying. Or, so they're lying to us because it's not for the kids. So the every problem they have, kids. they say stop, stop. It's for the kids. Mm-hmm. You're being weird. Yeah, but. If you just look at the evidence, it's clearly not for the kids. Historically, longer movies are, are for, not for kids. Are for adults because we have the attention span for it. Mm. So Miss uh, Rachel knows that kids only have a forty-minute attention span. Right, and and with with those kinds of bright colors and everything, the yeah, you're right. The Little Mermaid is too long for what they're advertising. Yeah, it's for kids. Why are you criticizing it? It's for kids. It's for them to have a new kind of mm. Little Mermaid. The next, it no, it's adds for, it's to for, the uh, it's original for Disney art. adults. It's for Disney adults yeah. to watch the Little Mermaid, and those are all the people that were commenting on our hate video, right? Mm. And it wasn't it wasn't a general hate. So, video. what do you guys think the future is? Uh, I think, I think once they iron out yeah. that these things don't make money, movies that are for kids need to go back to being for kids. That was runtime. That's Mario. You think Mario is proof of that? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and movies that are for adults, especially that tackle complex topics like 
Oppenheimer and the team creating the atomic bomb, mm. that needs time to cook. Let them cook. Or what about, don't let them cook what about if they don't movies, need it. What about movie action movies like John Wick and Mission Impossible? Those, those, dude, those are getting close to three hours. If yeah. I'm being honest, that's crazy. I think those should be capped at two hours. Yeah, I think so too. Because uh, they they push it just a little too far, and it just feels a little too long for what it is. That also includes the Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing action for awesome sake, right? And that's what these things are. They're action for awesomeness, and that's a genre. It works. It's fun. It's supposed to just be fun because it's awesome. Now, in that genre, do we want nonstop action and awesome for three hours straight? Not necessarily, because at how some point is, you just become dull. How long was Dungeons and Dragons? Two hours? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah around sure. two hours. It felt like two hours, but that's like that felt like the right amount of time with the right amount of action. Right. It never felt like it was going too slow. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of really fun action scenes, and then it ended at kind of two hours. What 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 are the days where you know what we did with Lord of the Rings, where you yeah. give a two hour cut you give like a two hour thir- 20 minute cut and then you give for the super fans that want a it, longer one give us the three hour DVD. cut dvd it died with dvd it died with dvd yeah because they can but have they someone put buy the two schneider cut, cut on the streamer we because never people that. asked for it because they wanted what zach schneider had to offer they didn't want what joss well, hold up. Peacock, <laughs> peacock releases like for megan they had the theatrical version and then they had the unrated version they which are kind of still doing which it which means yeah. it wasn't terribly more violent it's just it's not the version that was viewed and given a rating right i just think it's not as prevalent it's not as stuff. prevalent it's 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 more like, well, why don't we just show the the two hour cut rather than make two movies? And because there's no incentive for people to go out and buy a Blu-ray DVD over going and watching the whole movie on streaming. Yeah. Well, okay, so when are streamers going to figure out that if people want a package deal, and this this is something where the boomie's going to come mm-hmm. in, bro. Okay, the boomie's going to roll up because when when you pay for a title, it's change the world. you now get podcast with actors um, that are under that title you get behind the scenes you get extended cuts because you paid for a title for that month or yeah. you, you subscribe to a title not the whole library now you get the collection that's under that title that's what i'm saying like a dvd menu <laughs> so the booming <laughs> <don't> <laughs> so the booming the booming's the future i'm saying at um, the hateful eight uh quentin tarantino um so he made it he made an extended version and netflix has it on there at least they did when i watched it they released it wes quentin is known for his chapters he'll do like chapter one chapter two to and type thing and he did a four chapter movie and so netflix put it out as a four almost a four episode thing at at an hour a piece the the theatrical version was much shorter and it felt more chaotic and and it also felt too long. Ye- the original? The theatrical, yeah. Oh. It, felt, it felt too long. It felt too chaotic. Whereas you go and watch it on Netflix, it's episodic. Yeah. You feel like you, feel like you didn't just watch a four-hour movie. You watched four episodes of an interesting story. Right, yeah. I, I think that's – I think long form should be long form. It should be episodic. And I think movies should be – around two hours 
90, the occasional 90 free. minutes for kids, two hours for action, and then the three minutes for the creatives. Chris Nolan <laughs> yeah. and Matt Reeves and Denis Villeneuve, yeah, they, they get the three hours. They can do three hour <laughs> movies. Do you, think, do you think the hour long episode type thing yeah. of, a, of a movie is just a streaming version of, you know, let me take this VHS out, put it in. I got to take the, the second mm-hmm. part two D- VHS yeah. copy out. And uh, you'd buy those VHS with two. <laughs> yeah, two I just think three double minute. slots. I think yeah. Hollywood is in such a weird flux right now. We've got writer strikes going on. Uh, pretty soon, there's going to be actually probably by the time this comes out, there's going to be an actor strike. Ooh. Everything's going to shut down. That's going to get real we spicy. Runtimes that are going. Disney's. I'm ready to step up. And for some <laughs> reason, <laughs> play the next Superman. The YouTube comments section. No, I don't want Superman. They're going Batman. to war for Disney. Yeah, like it's what? Wild. Why? Why What's is happening? Right why now? is a bunch of no-faced YouTube commenters? No-faced? Yeah, no-face, which means they don't upload to their channel, right? Oh. They don't do creative content. They just go on and I don't know, just hate anyone who does a single mm. criti- critical the word aren't of Disney. Creative. Like where? Why is that a thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. If these are for kids, why are a bunch of adults um, in but the it, comment section? Again, uh, uh, just to finish up this segment, what do you guys think the future is? I think what you said. Uh, and the we boom. Go, oh, we, re- we return to form and, and do streaming. two copies? Yeah. No, Look. no, not two oh. copies. <laughs> two new versions? 90 minutes, two hours, yeah, three yeah. hours. No, I, oh. think, I think kids content, 40 to 90 minutes. That's it. Kids content's 40 to 90 minutes. I think, uh, hold on, let me finish this. Also, you're right. Action movies from 90 to two hours, mm. that window. And then the people that are doing the high end stuff like the like and it's kind of based on directors, not really based on project, mm-hmm. but based on directors. Then they get the two hour plus titles. And then as far as con- consumption. So we get extended cuts. Thank you. So we get behind the scenes and it's not just spread around on YouTube or random collections on the yeah, Max or whatever. The boomy's gonna change it. At some point, someone's gonna create it. Karina said we should definitely patent this idea because at some point this is gonna happen. The boomy's gonna happen because when it happens, yeah, but you 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 get a title and everything there because people loved it. We don't have the tech know how. We can we can figure out a patent so that when someone creates it, we say, hey, we came up with this idea on this date. Here's the legal proof, and then they'd be like, well, dang it, I guess see, we gotta give see you that, money. No, that feels cheap. Well, if we get the patent and we say create, we, we no, are not we allowed to do it. came up with this idea, but we didn't create anything. Okay, but no. here's the thing. Maybe down I the road. I would rather the idea get created by somebody. But don't you want don't you want to if I had partner the, with someone if to I get had it the created? means, if I had the means to help create it, then yeah, but if somebody else is in Wyoming is going to create it, I don't feel like I Dude, have Dude, why can't we create it? I don't feel like I have like any right to their idea. Well, what but it's also our idea. So why but, don't we create it? But if it they ourselves? have a prototype, if they're actually doing something with it, it's their idea. It's it's not really a prototype. The technology's already there. It's, it's more there. about the con- it's more about the Who, deals you have and to it's make more, with the stream. It's, it's code. Boom. People are writing code. Yeah. <laughs> it's code and and it's it's legal deal making. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. We can do that. Why not? Give ourselves 5 to 10 years, we'll have the means to do it. That's what I think. Yeah. We should patent the idea. And if you don't, I will. And I'll get all the money. Patent it. I don't care. <laughs> all right. Um, 
we're getting close. How close? How how long have we been going? Uh, now we're ten. Okay, oh, so wow. we got one more. We got one more. Yeah, one more thing. One more. Just one just more. one more thing. <laughs> 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 All right. So, any you want to intro? Or you want to go right to it? I don't remember what it is. All right, here we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. speaking of Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise is getting upset. He's is calling. that Tom? Yeah, that's Tom Cruise. Wow. That's from Tropic Thunder. Tropic dude. Thunder. With he's, the big hands. <laughs> he's upset. <laughs> he's getting upset. He's calling him. studios. And can you guys guess why? Because this of something to do with his art, his um, out. This back. has to do with Mission Impossible. Okay, oh. so I definitely had to do. Definitely has to do with Mission Impossible. He's getting upset because did somebody put their title on opening weekend? So, Mission Impossible opens uh, ten days before Barbie and Oppenheimer. Whoa! He's a, he's calling. Whoa! He doesn't want that. Is like a week. He doesn't want Oppenheimer, especially, mm. to come in and kill his movie. Kill his movie mm-hmm. and start taking the up all of the IMAX. It will. It oh, will. Dear people are people are already theaters are already, um, taking is saying oh well IMAX is reserved for Oppenheimer when it comes out. But Do he's like, have- what about? There is another slide. Let me go to it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you're doing a similar thing I did. Well, I, this is just I was just lazily throwing stuff together. Okay. I want to know <laughs> Ethan Hunt in oh, this man. in this battle. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. A Street Fighter. Killian. Uh, in this battle of IMAX, what do you guys think is going to happen? Oppenheimer wins. You think Oppenheimer wins every yep. time? I think Oppenheimer wins every time because especially the timing. If so this wasn't you have ten days to watch Mission Impossible before Oppenheimer comes out. Mm. So that means anybody who would watch it in IMAX, anybody who would just go to the theaters to watch Mission Impossible is already gonna watch it. Mm. And then the stragglers who's like, let's go to the movie theaters. What should we watch? Now I was you actually, know what I mean. Yeah. Those people are might choose Oppenheimer over Mission Impossible. They will. I was actually going to come up with a little game where for each point where we're like, actually, Mission Impossible might do better. I was going to have a little <laughs> thing where it would go Hadouken, and I would drag a little Hadouken over and hit the other person. But that was a lot of effort, and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so you also didn't do a Photoshop. You just put a square, yep, square <laughs> image yep. on top of the. <laughs> yep. yep. And this is actually really sad because I am hardcore rooting for both of these movies. Nah. So here's the I don't, thing. Nah. Uh, we're not I just don't care about, about Mission anymore. We're not. Hold on. We're not talking about just uh, Mission Impossible versus Oppenheimer. We're talking about also Tom Cruise versus Christopher Nolan and Killian Murphy because he's on the phone. Hmm. He's talking to people. He's like, I want, I want my movie in theaters. I want. I, I don't want them all to be reserved for Oppenheimer. Do, I did Top think, Gun Maverick. Hold on, he's he is like the biggest movie star. Yeah, Tom Cruise is. What the, right now? Do you think he's going to get his way? What's his religion? Scientology. Scientology. You think anybody in Scientology is got, got Oppenheimer? They're probably in there. They're probably making. Okay, strings. then it, it really it's the depends that, on it's, how it's high. It's like the Jews and the Mormons. They're everywhere. It no, depends what, on how how high in the rankings of Scientology I, they are. I, I, let's take That's Scientology. Let's take Scientology off the table. This is Tom Cruise calling execs and saying, "I want my movie in theaters." Do you think his name? Does that mean it gets moved? Stop! I'm putting it back I on. I pushed the table. it off. I'm Stop putting it back it. on. Stop. 
<laughs> he killed it. I, it's dead. Stop. Does that mean he wants his the title moved to a different like later down know, the road? I don't know, but he is calling people and saying, "I I want my I want IMAX theaters reserved for Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. I don't want Oppenheimer to come out and take them all." Do you think he's going to win this battle? No. You don't. Th- you don't think the only way no. he wins is if he moves. If yeah, either like- okay. This well, is yet another the, example. The, the question, I think the Chris question. Nolan needs to move the title down a month, if I'm being honest. Well, if you move Oppenheimer see, to August instead of July, then you don't have the Barbie issue. Yep. Then you don't but have the Mission Impossible issue. Move Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer it, deserves to I don't stand know alone. why they've done this, but there's... They there's, want a summer blockbuster. Yeah, there's, they're t- they're there's, fighting two, for it. there's two time frames that movies come out, like basically now and then in December when... Uh, the bigger movies come out, and they've already got like Dune and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dune, I think another Avatar, or yeah. an Avatar's coming. That's next year. next year. I think they're doing a Star Wars for this. Uh, so, the real question: Are the execs in the theaters and everything? Are they going to cave to Tom Cruise? Yes. You think they're going to? So I think I think if Tom Cruise starts, I think if Tom Cruise starts mentioning, I single handedly. With Maverick, Top Gun brought people back to theaters I and think so saved too. everyone's butts. I think so too. I think, I think he will a, win. That's a Hadouken. <laughs> I think he will win, but and I and rightly so. He he deserves to not have to compete with this. However, I also want Oppenheimer to work. Yeah, so, and because Oppenheimer, because Barbie came in mm. and said we're releasing ours the same weekend as Oppenheimer because we want to say. <laughs> Chris Nolan couldn't get as many. Barbie's not going to be Oppenheimer or Mission Impossible. No. I'm sorry. Uh, It's not going to be. Cruz has the star power. Uh, Barbie's going to open well because of a lot of the memes and women. Hmm. But I think Mission Impossible and Oppenheimer are going to have staying power. Yeah. Well, yeah, so staying power. So we're not dealing with opening weekend then. But Mm. we need a good theatrical run for Oppenheimer and... Um, I, think I think they're going to have to find some sort of middle ground. Or they're, they they're going to yeah. have to put out personal videos. Right. Chris Nolan and yeah. Tom Cruise yeah. are going to have to sit in a video in a film in a video together, sitting next to each other and just say, rock, paper, scissors it. Hi, each we other. both just hi, rock, I'm, paper, hi, scissors hi, it. I'm Tom Cruise. No, okay. Hello, <laughs> Chris, I'm Chris Nolan. And he's going to be like, I'm, my movie, my movie's coming out. And my movie Oppenheimer is coming out uh, just ten days after. And if you want that experience, <laughs> what we came here to say that we—that's that's a little too much. Who's the guy who does Earth videos? What, what we wanted to Attenborough. do, and let's do a little Attenborough. We wanted to come here today, and we wanted to say to you that we want you to enjoy both of our films in IMAX format. However, it's going to be it's a bit of a problem. Bro. What yeah, we, what we really want you to do is we want you to. <laughs> well, it's hard to do a Chris Nolan. <laughs> What we want Rewind. you to do is we want you to watch both films. If you would be willing to get out twice to the movie theaters this summer and watch both films. Do that part again, but different. If you would be willing to go to the movie theaters twice. Again, but different. If you would be willing to <laughs> twice go to the movie theaters again, this summer. Again, but more wacky. Okay. If you would be willing to go. <laughs> I don't know what you're wanting me to do. Hey. Listen, they're going to have to they're going to have to come together mm. and create. A, I don't know. Get. Do something crazy. Have them standing. Have them have Tom Cruise parachuting over top of a nuclear explosion, where they create personalized videos and say, "We want you to come to both of these movies. Please do so." I don't want to be. I don't know what else. You I, can I mean, say. I don't want to be contrarian, but I think 
Tom Cruise is definitely, I think he's going to push Oppenheimer out of a lot of theaters. Yeah. Out of a lot, not theaters, out of a lot of screenings. Because you're right, he is, he's the movie star. He, he got people star. back in theaters seriously with Maverick. So theaters are going to be like, oh, wait, you're right. We, kill want, we want more. We want more Tom Cruise. Kill Barbie. Go Make Barbie go straight to streaming. Put Barbie straight happen. to streaming. No, the, it's not going to. I know it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that needs to be the thing that goes straight to streaming and dies. Because that there's nothing, there's nothing theater artistic about Barbie. You can enjoy Barbie in your house and have the same experience as if you went to the theater. You don't need to watch Barbie in the theater. So what I'm saying is Mission Impossible, it's for mm -hmm. the theater. Oppenheimer, it's for the theater. Mm-hmm. Why are we? Why the, the is Barbie argument, this weird wild card that everyone's going to end Barbie, up going I'm to? I'm telling you, Barbie doesn't matter. The argument is between these yes. two of who gets more screen time, who makes more money. Okay, so we have a new problem child, and if I'm being honest, Killian Murphy's his lead his lead role in a Chris Nolan film. This is this is a long time in the making. It doesn't deserve this. It doesn't deserve it. It needs to be a front man. It needs to have its own theater yeah, time. It needs to be the... Nolan jump off a cliff and parachute to the ground? Yeah, he did. What? For this film? Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise did. No, yeah. did... You said he, Nolan. Nolan. <laughs> no, I'm saying did Nolan. Nolan did not skydive for Oppenheimer. Then Tom Cruise wins. Oh, okay. That's an argument. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything, though. I mean, it means something, but to I, some people, I know what you're saying. It it means something to fans. But, That's important. Okay, here, here's yeah. here's is, an issue. What is what is <laughs> Nolan and Killian doing for fans? Okay, so what Nolan's doing is he's creating a film format that's for IMAX. Yeah. IMAX is going to prioritize it, it is for people. IMAX, yeah. the company, is prioritizing Chris Nolan because they he, they're using his format. That's why he's Tom upset. Cruise made Mission Impossible, and the creators of Mission Impossible are. It's filmed for IMAX, but it's not filmed on, on IMAX. IMAX yeah. So IMAX, the company, supports Chris Nolan. This this is an argument. I, we can't. We're not going to win. Yeah. I just wanted to hear what you guys' thoughts were. Because yeah. I, I think there's a lot of. I'm conflicted, man. I'm, I'm going to have to go to calm. both of these films because I'm not going to be able to choose. Mm. And I and neither of them deserve uh, Here's this. the question. Are, would you be upset if Mission Impossible um, – pushed out some of the screen times for Oppenheimer. I would be upset. Mm -hmm. but because what, Oppenheimer's also, already on its last leg. Hold on. Would you also... It's, would, no. Oh, you mean Mission Impossible is also... No. Oppenheimer's on its last leg as a genre. Remember a while ago that there's all sorts of talk that was saying when the film was being announced, they were saying, hey, might this be might be the last of its, of its kind. It's already struggling. It's but, already so, struggling. So you're okay with Oppenheimer pushing out Mission Impossible. If I have to choose, yes. Oppenheimer. Oh, that's a because you only got one more Mission Impossible, and Mission Impossible's gonna still do great at home watches. Mm. It is okay. I don't think Tom Cruise deserves it, but gosh dang it, if I have to pick, it's I'm going Oppen with. I'm it's an Oppenheimer. <laughs> you guys can. I'm sure you guys have imagination. Yeah. This yes, is also topical because the new Street Fighter Six game just dropped. So, yeah. all right, look, we gotta go. Yeah. We do have to go. We do. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Um, tell us what you guys think of this. Oh, well, that's how we're, we're just ending. It. Why figured. not? End it okay. quick. Everyone we gotta go. What does Mr. B say? Go. What does Mr. B say? 
Yeah. Don't lollygag the don't, ending. Don't lolly. And so, and we're about to die on the battery. Yeah, we are. I, I mean, there's a whole lot of reasons we should go. We have to go to brunch. Okay. I have to go get my baby in her in her day clothes and, and in her car. We'll seat. see you. See ya.